Welcome everyone to On Podcast, the On Microsoft Podcast, where we talk about Microsoft stuff on a podcast. And I'm your host today, Kareem Anderson, and joined by the world's greatest co-host, Arif Bacchus. Yeah, I wish we had like superhero names. We can go by like cool nicknames on the internet, <laughs> but we just go by like our plain... Mr. Surface, Mr. Surface Kareem Anderson, and Mr. Windows Arif Bacchus. There, there we go. go. Well, we, we still said our names, though. We're like, we're like the uh, Jean Grey of uh, tech news. <laughs> Super bored. <laughs> Uh, but with that out of the way, let's get into the news. What are we going to be talking about today? A canceled Surface Duo budget model, which I have right here. No, just kidding. I don't have it here. <laughs> it's something that our friends at Windows Central spotted, and we'll get into what is this canceled Surface Duo model. Yeah, and then we'll be talking about some new Teams features that were announced at Inspire. I don't know if they've uh, been uh, released or preview yet, but we'll get into some details on what you can expect from Teams uh, pretty soon. Then we also have our Windows Insider news recap because it was a massively busy week for the Windows Insider programs with new builds across all the different branches and even a bug bash that we want to talk about. Yeah, I wonder if this follows their like this de- decision to just start pushing out the builds while they figure out this like three-year cycle or something like that. Uh, we'll speculate on that. And then we'll jump into our fast recap, which is our favorite section. We'll be leading off with yeah. that uh, today. The big news about Discord chat coming to Xbox consoles, but not in the way you think. Yeah, not not that way. Then we'll be talking about uh, Microsoft pushing Windows 8.1 users to finally get off those weird devices that they kicked out during (laughs) Windows 8.1 and start using some Windows 10 and Windows 11 devices. And some news about the Microsoft Store and Microsoft backtracking on a decision to ban uh, free open source apps. Microsoft changing their mind. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> They're also going to be introducing uh, the new Meet Windows 11 video series. So, uh, you know, what better way to get people introduced to Windows until a year after it's been released, right? I know, right? And speaking <laughs> of Windows, there's also a new default setting in Windows 11 that protects your PCs against brute force attacks. I think it's just a firm slap on the hand. Get away from my device. Uh, (laughs) Then we'll be talking about our week ahead, which is filled with lots of hardware. Uh, You'll be testing a lot of things, such as the Dell UltraSharp uh, 32-inch 4K video conferencing monitor with included webcam, I think you said. Yep, which uh, the podcast is being ran right now on my end from that monitor and that webcam. So if you uh, mind the weird background, because it is in my room and it is a very weird setup. So that's why I am not in my usual position. Yeah, for those of you scratching your head, he hasn't moved yet. So (laughs) don't don't be confused. Uh, You're also testing some Pixelbud Pros, it looks like. Yeah, but this is the last-gen Pixel Buds, the ones that gave everyone problems that I managed to pick up on eBay, but did pre-order Pixel Buds Pros, so you could expect a review from me from that in a, in about a week or two. They come out next this week on the 28th, so probably in two weeks I'll have a full review. Then you got a Pixel Stand review, uh, we'll have some back-to-school coverage, uh, and uh, we'll also be, I have a Lenovo's, what is this? Uh, X1 Carbon 10th generation that we'll be uh, discussing. Ooh. So uh, that's another piece of hardware that we need to catch up on in reviews. And then we'll be, I'll let you give this announcement for next week. Yeah, we'll be off next week because I am traveling and I won't be able to chat with you guys on Sunday. So we'll just be taking one week one week off and be back next week. Enough the week after that. next week. Yeah, enough <laughs> about the future. Let's get into the present. What's our first story? Yeah. The canceled Surface Duo budget model, which was basically like a 
plastic Surface Duo with some cheap internals and the same design? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily call them super cheap. Uh, I think they were what we classify now these days as mid-range uh, right. internals. So you're, I think we're, again, the story comes from Zach Bowden. Uh, he's uh, was able to, I guess, find an eBay listing of this. Uh, and then when he went to go, I guess, you know, confirm it and everything and find the bid for it and whatnot, uh, had already been sold. So it's somewhere floating out there. It was a test device, but it actually is a nice looking, uh, and I don't know if you're rolling B-roll over this, but it's basically a plastic, I mean, who knows? It could be polycarbonate, which would be pretty nice version of the uh, Surface Duo 2, not the Surface 1. Uh, so it has a bit of the camera hump. It also, but it seems like they integrated the back of the panel for that camera hump. So it actually slopes more than just, you know, jettisons out from the back. Uh, it also, and I think they were able to do that because it also is missing a, a camera. So I think the a Surface Duo 2 has three cameras. This one was alleged to have two. Uh, and it's also, uh, I think it looks like about a quarter of an inch thinner than the actual protrusion that comes off the back. So, uh, again, we think, again, Zach Bowden speculates that it might have been the same slanted uh, angle that the camera sits at for the Surface Duo uh, 2. So you can still kind of fold it back and get as close as you can uh, to that full flushed back on back version of the Surface 1. Uh, the screens are supposed to have been. Uh, flat, so you don't get the rounded screen that you do for the Surface Duo 2, which enables the edge panel. So there was no edge panel on this one. Uh, but aside from that, I mean, because again, it's the device is closed. Uh, there is no on screen because it's not it's a test device we're, su- we're suspecting. So we didn't get to see what the bezels or anything are like. Uh, we, you know, reasonably reasonable to say that the bezels probably fit the Surface Duo 2. So they're probably a little thinner than the original. But uh, again, using plastic, using uh, a seven series chip, taking off a camera, uh, you know, probably rejiggering the camera uh, internals uh, and some other things like that. We're, you know, we're expecting the device to come in at sub 1000, maybe uh, anywhere from 750 to $900 uh, plastic version of the Surface Duo 2. Unfortunately, it was canceled. Uh, so with all that being said, all the great things that we just listed about it, uh, it's gone. <laughs> so what do you feel? How do you feel about this being canceled? I like the code name for it. It was codenamed Kronos, and they wanted to ship it this year. I'm assuming usually we have big Surface devices in October, but they want to shift their focus to focus on the Surface Duo 3 instead for next year, which I would prefer. I would rather have a uh, flagship Surface Duo 3 that's perfect without issues than have a a second, a second version or cheaper version of the Surface Duo 2. I mean, it would put the Duo form factor into more hands, but priority is, to me is getting the flagship device ready first and then pushing out a cheaper version of the Surface Duo. Well, I see, I, you know, um, if you, if any of you guys are Duo fans of podcasts, you might have listened to Windows Weekly or maybe, I don't think Windows Central had a podcast this week, but uh, there was speculation that, you know, uh, it was a good idea to halt. Yeah, yeah it was uh, good intent. Yeah. Good intent to to halt this device because, again, Microsoft's still suffering with the software. Uh, and, you know, the experience was, you know, arguably not as good for, you know, the launch of both the Surface Duo and Surface Duo 2. They've come, you know, far and away uh, from what they used to be. So they're much more usable for, for people these days. But, again, they're not the ideal device for everyone. But... And not that the devil needs an advocate. I don't know why people say that. He can pretty much talk for himself. 
the other argument that, that could have been said was, you remember the Lumia 520 series? Was it 520? I think Lumia 650, are you talking about? That was like their last budget Lumia phone. I thought they had a 5 series, but any, yeah, whatever. I think it was 6. Maybe you're right. Um, but remember that Microsoft had suffered software uh, issues throughout the entire Windows mobile effort. But it did kick off when it started selling budget devices. Now, the idea is, you know, the, you know, the question would be, can the software team keep up with the amount of devices out, or so to speak, you know, just like we do with Windows, and Windows is a living, breathing operating system that's always being updated and worked on and fixed. If they can get the idea of dual screens in more people's hands, would that have benefited than saying, like, all right, well, we'll take off a whole year and a half, We'll let Samsung come out with whatever they're going to come out with. And again, they're hammering home single screens. Uh, Pixels alleged to do a single screen whenever they come out with theirs as well. And anybody else might come out with a single screen. So the idea for the next, for you know, at least for the last three years, people have come to single screens. So could there have been, an, you know, a, a world where Microsoft said, here is a $700 dual screen. Dual screens and single screen can coexist. And you can have you can have the experience, and we'll work on getting the software where it needs to be, versus saying, "All right, everyone kind of is settled with single screen." So when Microsoft comes back, you know, at the end of next year, whatever this thing is supposed to be released, people have now been set in their ways. You know, whatever the Z Fold Four comes out, would say that's what a you know that's what a foldable is supposed to be—a single screen. Would Microsoft have missed that opportunity? Do you think? I don't think they would have missed it. I think people already know what the Duo is and how the Duo is different. Our friend Shane Craig has many videos about it. And if you want a device like the Surface Duo, your intent is already there to go buy it. It's two separate different things. I don't think Microsoft is missing out on anything by skipping out a budget version of the Surface Duo, especially because you could already find the original Duo for like $400. There's a massive stock of it out there and retailers are practically giving it away already. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's still a little different than walking in and saying, you know, I have a, a Samsung Galaxy S21. I'm tired of a flaps phone and, a, you know, a guy coming up to you saying, hey, if you're ready to upgrade, here's a $700 phone. It's still within the same price range as your S21 was true, true. two years ago. And it has two screens. You know, would you be interested in something like that versus like, all right, I have to go hunt on eBay or, you know, new egg or, yeah. or something yeah. like that. I have to, I, I have to know what it is versus someone saying, here you go. Or if you know, people come in and they're saying, uh, I mean, you know, I'm interested in that Z, Z fold, uh, three or whatever. And they're like, well, here's one that's $200 cheaper than that. And it's two screens. It comes from Microsoft. It runs all the same apps that the Z fold runs. It, you know, it's, you know, it does literally everything the Z fold does. But it has two screens. Would you would you want to try this? Now what I see is that Microsoft has vacated that space, and now the Z Fold is you know people are going to come in and say if if you want a foldable, the only thing you can get is a Samsung. That's I you know it, again, fair point. Yeah, I, I think above anything, it's the software experience was the thing that was lacking the most, and I think it does behoove Microsoft to nail that first before pushing out more hardware. So you know in the end, it is what it is. We didn't get a chance to try this thing out. I'm excited to see what Microsoft comes up with for uh, a Duo 3 next year. Uh, maybe maybe they go single screen. Maybe they realize two screens is too hard. Surface single. What, what would they call it? Surfi? Surfi Duo? Who knows? 
Ooh, I know. Would you have to change the <laughs> name at that point? Yeah, uh, yeah, you would have maybe to. They just, maybe they just call it the Surface. We'll see. No pro, no laptop, just the Surface. Ooh, interesting. We'll see. We've yeah. been known to predict the future on this podcast, so we'll see what happens in October. We've also been known to be very wrong on most occasions. So, hey, <laughs> take it with a grain of salt, people. Moving on to our next topic. Teams features. New, new Teams features at Inspire 2022. There was a lot of Inspire news and a lot of news coming out of Inspire 2022. But we're just going to recap the features that and the news that matter most to most people, which is Microsoft Teams. So if you're familiar with Snapchat or Instagram or pretty much any form of social media, you know that you could record short messages and send it to people and they play it back and they listen or visually see what you have to say. Well, this sort of thing is now coming to Microsoft Teams with a feature called Video Clip. And as I just said, the feature lets you record, send, view, and edit short videos to Microsoft Teams and deliver it at a tap of a button. And you even could preview it before you send it. And it could be played back at your convenience. So basically, it's a way to, re in one-to-one -one chats in Teams, it's a way to replace having to type out stuff to your boss or to your colleague and make the interaction more human. That is one feature coming to Microsoft Teams. And another feature coming to Teams as inspired as a uh, announced at Inspire is a feature called Excel Live. So what this is, it's basically the live share feature that they announced at Build 2022. It's a form of this where we'll be able to uh, collaborate together uh, in, in a spread on a spreadsheet while you're in a conference with someone. So those are the top two features announced for Teams at Inspire 2022. I mean, it's, I, I find them very interesting. Uh, I also find the use case a bit odd though, because it seems like as much as we use like Instagram or Snapchat type features, it's on a mobile device because you're out doing something. So the quickest, right. way, the quickest way for you to convey a message is much faster uh, through a video than it is to type on a glass screen, right? For, for a lot of people. Right. But even then, you know, most of us prefer to text people than we do to actually chat. Even when we're not on video, like if, you know, you're giving your mom a phone call or she's texting you something, you'd rather prefer the text. You can get back to it at your leisure, things like that. So it, the world that they're envisioning where we are live video sharing Excel docs and um, doing the Snapchat <laughs> features would seem to be a world where we're constantly in front of our camera with the camera on. And it just becomes more convenient to do a, a video call than just a type. But I mean, you're in front of a cam. I mean, we're in front of cameras. We're in front of a laptop. I still prefer to text you than to say, "Hey, Eric, here's like a quick message, video message that I have to like compose." Than to say, "Like, All right. hey, can you send me the notes for this, or do we chat about this earlier? Do we write about this piece?" You know, it just seems odd. Like they're preparing us for a world where the camera is constantly on, and that I'm a little like you know weary about. To me, it's just like the feature featureization or featurefication of teams. Like they're looking for new features yeah, to put in sure. teams. We were talking about how they had together mode and the live share, Excel Live. They're just trying to find new ways to uh, push teams and push it ahead of things like Slack or even Skype, where the new features that you don't find on other platforms, even if people don't use it. Well, and again, I'm I'm being I suppose very narrow-minded, so I apologize to the audience if you guys are pounding your you know your screens or your keyboards saying there is more use to it. Like I just thought of it as you're just speaking. This is probably is for mobile use of Teams. So if you're out 
in the field, say you're an engineer or a construction worker or in a warehouse, and I need to let you know about something, perhaps it is better to just say, hey, I'm in the warehouse, I'm down this aisle, we need, you know, this particular, is this what you're asking for? Do we have any inventory of this thing? And I send you the video so you can see it. You can say, hey, that's exactly, exactly what I yeah. need versus typing it. And then you, you know, clipping a picture or, you know, sending a, you know, maybe that's what they're envisioning beyond what I'm thinking of. Like, because again, I just sit at a desk. Maybe this is for like engineers on site saying, hey, we've just done our soil test. This is the, you know, this is the amount of yardage we have. Is there any places we need to mark off differently? So again, like you said, this is just adding things for people who have niche uses. And there are also some other features for the rest of Microsoft 365 announced at Inspire. And uh, Microsoft Viva is always getting these new modules. And one of the new ones is called Viva Engage, which is a new app in Teams to help build community and connection. And it brings social media style networking to the workplace. Uh, one of those things is Microsoft Storyline which is basically a ripoff of Facebook for the workplace yes. where you get to comment and like and share and even post stories like, you know, Instagram stories uh, with your um, fellow work colleagues. I guess you could post a story for your boss being like, I hate my job. I'm miserable. And then you'll end up getting fired like right away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, as ephemeral as those are, they still are up there for at least 24 hours. So if your exactly. boss is out for the week, you can post it to everyone and be like, what story? <laughs> There's nothing <laughs> in, ever posted. In a, also announced that Inspire is a collaborative an annotations, which is basically a new way to draw, type, and react on top of content in a share meeting. It's uh, powered by Microsoft Whiteboard, and this is now rolling out generally to everyone. But the live share for, I mean, sorry, the Excel live, as well as video clip, they haven't been announced for when, uh, they haven't been, there hasn't been a specific date for when they will be rolling out just yet. Well, if you had to guess, when do you think Whiteboard gets rolled into OneNote somehow? It seems odd think, that they have. I think yeah, we're have, slowly getting there. Yeah, it seems odd that they have Whiteboard and OneNote. And I feel like they could essentially be the same thing because you get a lot of notation features with OneNote, but you get a lot more, I guess, creativity or brainstorming. Um, ideas and, and feature sets with whiteboard i feel like if you combine the two you'd have a really amazing app that also could record all the record better than uh whiteboard does currently but you know who knows microsoft likes to double its efforts and speaking of microsoft doubling efforts they did double down on windows insider stuff this week oh, across geez. the release preview channel the beta channel and the dev channel and even uh, through the feedback hub with the with the quest, there's a lot of stuff going on in the Windows Insider program the, uh, the last week. And the first of those, if you are still on Windows 10, you got a new release preview build, and the build adds new ways to manage uh, to receive urgent notifications whenever Focus Assist is on. And I'll let you get into the beta channel builds for Windows 11 because we were just having a chat about this about what was new. Yeah, now there's a split in the beta channel. Uh, so now there's build, uh, what is it, 22622.436. Um, and it has new features off by default. So uh, you'll have to like go in and figure out some registry coding or something like that to, I guess, initial. Uh, no, no, no. Get, 2, oh, 2621.436 has the features on, and 22622 
has uh, the features off. So again, this happened two weeks ago while we were on vacation. We didn't have an episode, but they had split the beta channel into two different branches. Well, they're not really branches, but two specific different builds. One, one build, one branch of the build will get new features and the other branch of the build won't get new features. So that is why we just confused ourselves there for a minute. Well, I also wonder if this plays into what we were saying earlier about uh, how they were getting ready for Windows 12 or whatever the feature is. We'll get back to that in a second, but let's get over the go over the features that are in the new build for .436, which is uh, you get to, I guess, the updated the nearby sharing feature so that you yep. can uh, share local files from your desktop, like File Explorer, Photos, Stipping Tool, Xbox, and other apps with the built-in Windows Share window. Uh, which has also been enhanced using the UD UDP network. Uh, I guess it's something that's uh, proprietary to Windows and other Windows PCs. Uh, so you'll be able to do that. Um, you can also, I think you can also use to share OneDrive as your target to directly upload files to OneDrive and share uh, further along with access control point options. Uh, this can be done right from the sharing local file in the File Explorer without any context switches or opening of the OneDrive app. So they've kind of booked it into, I guess, File Explorer, and they've, I don't know if they're going to be deprecating that dedicated OneDrive app that I think maybe all six of us use. So who knows? <laughs> but uh, at least you get some better sharing features in this new build. And uh, the big ch big build came from the Dev Channel, which is the third part of our recap. And this Dev Channel build has a new task flow task bar overflow experience, which I don't have just yet, but... I think you were saying that you have it and uh, you were looking forward to playing around with it. Yeah, um, I, again, I think I have it. I have to test it out because, again, I don't use and Maybe this is a, a fear of hitting that limit where I could, like, you know, not see the apps that I'm using. Uh, so I have to fill up my taskbar to see if I can get the overflow. But it, I mean, you, you would think with it centered that it'd be easier to fill it up, but it doesn't. You know, left justified, uh, I still wasn't able to, to fill it up. So. I'm gonna test it out. If we can get uh, if we can get it working, maybe hopefully we'll have some B-roll over this part of the context. If not, uh, for those of you who do have it, uh, feel free to let us know on Twitter uh, how you feel about it, what you think the UI looks like, uh, if there's anything Microsoft can do to update it or make it even more functional than it already is. Uh, we'd love to hear from you about that. Spoiler alert! It is just like the one in Windows 10, but with a touch <laughs> with a touch of Windows 11. I was gonna say it's got some rounded design. corners in there. <laughs> and also that dev channel build we just talked about the improvements to sharing local files with OneDrive that is also included there in that in this build as well. Yeah, and then we're moving on to I think you said there was a pipeline test build that was to end this week. Oh, we forgot to talk about the Microsoft Store update that came with the dev channel build, and it's basically it was so minor. But, uh, it's you, so minor, and it it would have slipped your mind if you didn't even <laughs> if they didn't even include it in the blog post. But basically, it's a small update to help you browse and search with uh, updated price designs. So if you're clicking on a price for an item, you will see the price history. And also, they also made it easier. So like if you add different editions of a new app, game, or movie, you just click the drop down menu from the main listing, and you'll be able to pick uh, the different editions and check it out from your cart. Minor, but useful, very useful. Uh, then we wrap up this entire section with a Windows Insider beta channel bug bash that's been going on and will be ending on Monday. So that for those of you who need to get your badges in or finish some, or complete some more quests, uh, you got this weekend to do so. 
I did want to circle back to the idea that we were hinting at for one, the pipeline testing, and two, the split of the of the of the beta channels as in regards to Windows, the future Windows. We talked about it last week about them going to a three-year cycle. So I wonder if a lot of these moves are to <clears throat> basically initiate that. So you know, uh, it's been speculated that, or at least Microsoft actually came out and said that they will uh, be holding back on uh, features or I guess big box releases of Windows and doing features throughout the year. And I wonder if they're going to do a version like they're doing with beta where they send out the same build, but for people who are an admin or IT and things like that, that don't necessarily want to uh, have these features uh, initiated or at least um, on by default when they come out, I guess, three to four times a year, they'll have that straight pipeline of just, you know, security fixes and whatever, you know, under the hood things that need to be done for, for Windows while the rest of us get the other ones by default. So with that being said, now we can move on. I just had to scratch my head about talking about Windows updates. 10 minutes on the clock for the fast recap. And the first topic is Xbox Insiders being able to test the Discord voice chat on Xbox consoles. Now, you might be thinking that this means Xbox has a Discord app, but no, that is not the case. It is just a very complicated process of linking your Discord uh, account to your Xbox account and using the Xbox app and the Discord app on your phone and then clicking a prompt and sending your Discord chat over to your Xbox. It is a long, complicated process. And even Microsoft had a little bit of trouble with it because they delayed the expansion of the Xbox Discord chat features as it, it, as they are working through, through some issues right now in the Xbox Insider program. Yeah, it required QR codes and phones and cameras and whatnot. Uh, but at the end of the day, basically what it does is that you don't have to download a new app on your Xbox device. You can actually right. go in and start using the chat feature as, as it was a native uh, feature. So again, this wasn't for PC. I don't believe this wasn't for uh, phones or anything like that. This is strictly for your for setting it up for your Xbox console. So again, came and went. Uh, we'll see when they re-release it uh, or make the process a little bit easier and people will start testing it again. And speaking of testing, I wish Windows 8.1 users could go and test Windows 10 more because Windows 8.1 is how many years old now? And Microsoft is letting people know that we're going to stop supporting Windows 8.1 soon. A recent KB update for Windows 8.1 introduced a full giant blue, uh, giant purple full screen message, which lets people know that this version of Windows is nearing the end of support on January 10th, 2023. So Microsoft is pushing people to upgrade to Windows 10 or buy a new computer to try Windows 11. I believe the exact test text read, what are you doing here? Right? Is that what they said? <laughs> yeah, uh, it's weird. But I mean, again, if you're on a Windows 8.1 device, I commend you for keeping it that long and, and, and keeping it in working condition, even though none, nothing really works on that device. But uh, you have to move pretty soon. Uh, that being uh, said, Microsoft, we're going to talk about Microsoft backtracking on a decision to pro, uh, prohibit the sale of free open source apps in Microsoft Store. Apparently, this Microsoft, was a yeah. This was like the most controversial thing. Uh, uh, Windows 11 is full of controversy, but this was yet another controversy for Microsoft to deal with. Yeah, it was unnecessary. It seems like, you know, they bought GitHub. They are supporting open source. Why not show your level of support by just tossing it into the store? Like they're just, they've already opened the bridge for the various ways to get apps and 
get support through Microsoft Store, why not let this be another one? So uh, again, I don't know what the initial uh, reasoning was for limiting this, but it seems like a good idea to support the open source community and just get more development, get more people into your store by just allowing them to do it the way they want to do it. They were upset. They were worried about how you people were selling fake third-party um, open source apps in the Microsoft Store, and the decision to ban these were a way to like stop that from happening. But now they've rolled those changes back, and they've basically linked. They let people know that you could report fake apps to the Microsoft website if you encounter issues. Ah, so this is. Uh an instance of being lazy it sounds like they didn't want to have to do the actual footwork of you know going through and, and uh, validating each of these open source apps or whatnot so now they're crowdsourcing it seems like uh, but they also they it also impacted actual third-party apps there are a couple that i had in my piece i don't think a lot of people use these but they were basically Krita and win scp were just two examples that a lot of people pointed out because uh, because of the ban the old ban that they've now decided to fall back on those apps couldn't have been listed in the store anymore so now that they lifted the ban you could see more third party uh open source apps on the microsoft store and the momentary blemish uh now we're talking about microsoft introducing new meet windows 11 video series what are you saying in this if you don't know how to use Windows 11, uh, go check out the Microsoft <laughs> website because now there are a whole bunch of different videos that are all about uh, the basics of Windows 11, how you could personalize Windows 11, and how you could use the different uh, tools that Windows 11 offers you. Yeah, so almost after a year of having Windows 11 on your device and you're still scratching your head, Microsoft said, hey, we're here to save you. We'll figure it, we'll tell you how to get to you know YouTube and you can watch these videos and figure out how to make Windows 11 yours. I think it's time for the back to school season two, where their uh, their OEMs are pushing new sales of Windows 11 devices to pe mm. to um, to kids sure. and children, and also people in college. So I think that's where that fits in there. They're trying to get that, as we say in the industry, SEO love, where if you type what's new in Windows 11 or I need help in Windows 11, you'll pop on an official Microsoft video instead of a, a third-party video from some dude in India who has no idea what he's <laughs> talking about. Well, I'm, I'm interested to see when they'll make this out, part of the out-of-box experience where you, some of these videos are yeah. put into it so you don't have to go searching. On, you know, What if you open up your Windows 11 and still don't even know how to get to YouTube? Maybe these videos need to be right, center, <laughs> uh, right front and center. <laughs> Well, with that being said, I think we just wrapped up our <laughs> section on this. I think we did it in just a minute, even though there was I think it was probably about. like five or six minutes, right? <laughs> it could have been about seven if we keep talking. <laughs> and now that means it's time for the week ahead segment. Yes, which we kind of hinted at earlier at the top of this uh, segment or episode. Let's start talking about hardware, shall we? Yes, I have my Dell UltraSharp 32 4K video conferencing monitor, codename U3223QZ. Again, the, the, that's Dell's like official modeling number. But I have it right now on my desk, and I ha uh, it's an awesome monitor because it has an integrated 4K webcam at the top, and that webcam has a privacy shutter that automatically closes when the webcam isn't in use. And you could pivot that webcam down a bit like uh, to fit like how I am right now as I'm doing this podcast. I'm using it right now, actually. And the monitor also has 
a speaker bar at the top. Usually monitors have speakers at the bottom, but this one has a speaker bar at the top and other features on this monitor. Uh, it's team certified, so there's a Teams button where if you click it, it will automatically launch Teams and you can manage your volume and go to your call logs. It's a very awesome monitor and I'll have a full review coming up in about two weeks. Yeah, I don't want you sending me all those like new Teams Snapchat stories but now that you got yourself a new monitor. <laughs> They will be in 4K because it's a 4K <laughs> webcam, so you'll be getting me in all amazing quality. Well, then I guess with that being said, send, send them away. Bring them my way. Uh, <laughs> it looks like you're also be testing. What's in your ear? Pixel Bud Pros, not the not the original Pixel Buds, which I have on right now, but the Pixel Bud Pros as well as the Pixel Stand 2. I know it's a Google product, but we are a Microsoft publication, and time to time we like to dip our feet out a bit and try other things. So I got permission from our great editor-in-chief to review the Pixel Bud Pros, uh, kind of compare it to the Surface Earbuds too, because there are a couple of features where they cross paths a bit. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see and see how the ecosystem is keeping up. Uh, again, I think Zach was mentioning that there might be some uh, news about Surface Buds 2 coming, I believe. Uh, so maybe we'll get them smaller, different colors. Uh, maybe they'll have some more of the device pairing if we, if we can get that around. Noise cancellation might be a factor, something they, they consider, uh, like they did with the Surface uh, headphones uh, 2, I believe. So uh, we'll see about that, and we'll be, hopefully maybe we'll be able to compare the two in the future. Uh, then I will be talking, like I said, I mentioned I have the Lenovo uh, ThinkBook or Lenovo ThinkPad uh, X1, uh, 10th generation, and it has an i7 uh, processor in there. It's also got, uh, what are the graphics in here? Is uh, that a P-series or an 8-series? It's got to be a, a P-series chip, right? Yeah, P-series chip, uh, yeah. You're right, and it's got iSafe certified technology, i7. Um, it still, I believe, has the integrated Intel graphics, so that'll be, you know, sort of hampering it down when it comes to video editing. But the battery life on this thing, I've had it for two days, and I've only charged it the very first time I got it. So it's it's been lasting for quite a bit. Uh, yeah, P-Series chips seem to be really good with that because I had the... Inspiron 16 two-in-one and that thing was chugging along nicely while yeah. I had it. Sometimes it lasts me 10 or 12 hours. Yeah, I mean, it's and it's also super thin and light. I'm hoping, you know, maybe Microsoft takes some design cues from it a little bit, at least from the, the matte finishing and some other things. But hey, who knows for the Surface Laptop 5 when that comes out. Uh, and like I said, I still owe you guys the Chromebook Duet. It's taking a little bit longer to review that one as I put it up against the Surface Go 2. Uh, I don't have a three, but you know we'll see how the two is holding out there. And as far as utility is concerned, uh, you know we know what the software is like, we know what the specs are like, but I want to see in day-to-day -day use which one do I use more often. Um, and I might be hampered because I also have a Surface Duo two as my like Android device as well. So we'll see the three of those combined across the board. Uh, and then we'll be talking about uh, back to school coverage, right? And we'll be having that for yeah, next we week. Have we're planning a ton of back to school stuff. We you you mentioned the hardware that you're reviewing and what I will be reviewing. We have a lo lovely catalog of reviews of laptops, stands, USB C hubs, hard drives, all kinds of different accessories and Standing we just want to put exactly all kinds of different things and we just want to put together a couple of back to school guides next week at on Microsoft for you guys like best laptops, best surface 
best accessories to to you to buy for some for yourself or for someone who might be going back to school this season yeah and then as you mentioned we'll be taking you know we'll leave you with all of that stuff to keep yourself entertained as we'll be gone <laughs> for next week uh you will not yeah. see these beautiful faces for a week and that said, I think it is the end of the podcast now. We've officially ran out of things to talk about. So I will leave you for the traditional outro. Yeah, you can find me at Mindhead1 uh, on Twitter. Uh, where can people find you? A back journey. Yeah, for those of you interested in all of that information and all that content that we're talking about, head over to onmicrosoft.com. Uh, that's our website where you can get, uh, again, you can find our back catalog of uh, podcast listings. You can find all of the you know next week's coverage for back to the school if you're interested in your own things to carry your own everyday care you want to fill it up with some new things we'll have stuff about that or if you're buying for uh your you know your loved loved ones or students that are going back to school visit that site uh, if you just want to check out hardware before you buy that's another place to go all the news updates we've been keeping tabs on the activision blizzard uh deal we'll be keeping tabs on Microsoft, any other Microsoft uh, acquisitions. We will also be talking about Microsoft's uh, earnings next week as well. So go visit that, see how Microsoft's doing. Uh, I know a lot of tech companies are kind of uh, waning in these long summer uh, days or whatnot, but uh, we'll see how Microsoft is compared to them and see if they're doing better than Netflix. Um, you can also visit us on Instagram if you want to just catch some cool snippets of the podcast or get caught up on older things back in the day. Uh, you can also visit us on Pinterest if you're interested in gaming. Uh, uh, writer Brad keeps everything updated over there. So, uh, again, if you want to know about the latest games or any other new information as far as what's being tested on Xbox or coming to Xbox soon, visit Pinterest. I believe those are the places we're at right now because um, we don't engage with TikTok because you don't know how to use it very well. Um, and I think <laughs> that's that's about it. As always, everyone, thanks for watching us and see you again soon. Same place, same time. Yeah, thanks again. Stay safe. Uh, if you need to mask up, mask up. If not, enjoy the summer. Bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs>